You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by John and Chris this evening. All right, guys? Hello. Good evening. All right, thanks for coming back, Chris. Uh, sometimes you get a good night off a baby and sometimes you don't. Tonight's a good night. <laughs> I wasn't sure if John would make it. I wasn't sure if it was quiz night or not. Aye, well, that's, that was, that's why I was earlier on. I was like, aye, I think I'll make it. But um, there was nothing on their Facebook page tonight. And then I think maybe the quiz might be next Monday. But there was nothing. I went a walk earlier and there was nothing in the window about next week. So I don't know what's happened. Because we're, oh. we're, we're the reigning champions. So we need to go and defend our titles. It's like the wrestling. You can't even turn up when, <laughs> when you've just won the title. Can he do, dodge it? No, no, I, I like to retire unbeaten. I've just oh, never right. had the chance. No, see, we've done all <laughs> right. We've done all right. I think it's only been, been going about, I don't know, maybe six or seven months. We've only maybe been about four times and we won twice, which is not bad. That's all right. Good record. Yeah, it is, it is. I, Greg's not here this evening because he's injured. I was playing football with him earlier today <laughs> and well, I'm always injured as it is. But I was playing as if I'd never played football in my life. Uh, Greg somehow hurt his thigh. He says he's in too much pain, so he can't come on the podcast. It must be unbearable pain if he can't sit and talk about football. Oh, is that how he's getting a massage from his neighbour? Aye, <laughs> the, guy, the guy next door was going to come <laughs> guy next door. And, uh, he had oil or something. Uh, he was going to give Aye. him a massage. It was quite high up his thigh. Greg was trying to... <laughs> he was saying, oh, touch it, touch it. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll leave that, we'll leave that. Just <laughs> wait until no, after I... the shower. That's what happens when you get the pink bibs in. It was, it was always going to go downhill from there. Are you sure it happened at Fatboy? You sure it wasn't at Keith Lasley's testimonial dinner last night? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> that reminds me. This story gets better because I tweeted this last night. There was, was a joke saying Keith Lasley had a testimonial dinner. Was anyone stretched out of it? That would be a true reflection of his career. And I thought, oh, that was quite funny. I thought, leave it at that. And then I started getting pelters off uh, Motherwell fans in the last sort of hour or so. And I've checked, apparently it's been retweeted by uh, Jane Lasley, who I can only assume is Keith's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's quality banter, isn't it? That is good. She seems to have uh, taken it in the, the humorous aspect that it was meant, but uh, <laughs> some other Motherwell fans haven't. So all the years I've been on Twitter, and I've been, managed to fly under the radar of pretty much every team, Motherwell fans are the ones that have finally caught me. <laughs> So how does it work then a testimonial dinner? Because normally if it was a testimonial, he would be getting the money for the gate receipts. So is he getting the money? Is, is the chef going without? Uh, I don't know how I'm it sure works. The chef will, I'm sure the chef will get paid something, but see in terms of, like, uh, I'd imagine it'd be the same, they'll get some sort of percentage on it, but see like Talbot, when they have like testimonials and stuff like that, they have like all sorts of events. They have like a wee, maybe a sportsman's dinner, they have a couple of, kind of just a couple of nights with bands and all that. And I suppose it's a wee bit different for players like that because they don't get paid much, but... I think they certainly pretty much got all the proceedings from all the events that are on. Mm-hmm. So, aye, it's pretty good. Aye. Right, I wanted to start with a bit of positive news. The charity bet came in once again, two weeks in a row. We're starting to get good at this. We're starting to keep it simple, and it's coming in. First of all, didn't get uh, Moffat as first scorer. He scored, I think, third in the game. But luckily, Ayr still won, and Celtic managed to scrape through in the bet. And I say scrape through because we had them minus two. Aye. So it was we Stokes did they get the third goal until Stokes' 91st minute goal. <laughs> yep. Aye, Anthony Stokes, eh? 
to the rescue. Saved the day for us, which was good. Aye, so that's increased the pot somewhat, which is is good. Good for the charity bet. Greg's was saying that he was wanting it over three hundred for the season, so we're up to two hundred and sixty-two pound and twenty-eight pence. Oh, I we'll do it. We'll do it. I'm trying to remember what what was our team we were going to put last year. Remember, we we're going to go for a treble, and we said no, we'll just stick to a double. Can anyone remember? Oh no. Just it could be like one of those bullseye moments. Here's what we could have won. No, we don't want to think about that too much. No, just focus on the future. All right. Ah, you're right. Moffat did score third in the game. It was uh, Air United 1 2 1. Malcolm, Malcolm, I think Malcolm scored first. in four minutes. Kenny Duker scored his first goal back uh, for Arbroath. And then Moffat scored two minutes later to put him back in front. Well, the goals in the first half. Then I could run a for me here just now. Ah, they're, they're, they're hitting for him at the right time. They're certainly going to be a threat in the, the playoffs. The playoffs is six games remaining in League One and uh, six points clear of Forfar in fourth. So that's the, the, the third of the, the three spots in there. And nice. they're not a point behind Star now, so there's a good chance you could overhaul them. It's quite interesting because I always hear about on Saturday, one of the, the women in my work, she supports her, well, her, I should like to say, her, her husband um, is a big air fan and he actually has, he's written a book before about football, don't know the name of it, but currently he's actually has access to like the, uh, the air team before the game and after the game and all that. Nice. Because he's writing a book about air currently. Um, he, so he kind of sometimes hear some interesting stories about what goes on, but oh, I bet. Yeah, it's good. Um, so I think the book will probably be quite good for any football fan. I think any kind of football books are usually quite good in terms of what goes on behind the scenes. No red wine. <laughs> to be fair, mine was the behind the scenes. Mine was a retrospect. So, <laughs> ah, is it is it on Kindle? You can get it on Kindle and stuff like ah, that. Yeah. Maybe we need to check it out. That ah, no, I've not got a Kindle myself, but I'll check it out in the wives. John, didn't know. I didn't bother downloading it. I'll give you a link for Pirate Bay. It's all right. Oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> no, it's that's, for charity. I'm just that's kidding. That's, that's money off charity you're taking. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding on. That's shocking. Right, yeah. so I decided... See, it's not me talking about illegal, illegal, illegal activities this week. It's your turn. <laughs> After we last week getting criticised, eh, Pirate Bay? Aye. Aye, there's lawyers Aye. letters through my door after last week. Aye. Right, so I made the decision that we're not going to go for Moffat again this week. And Chris stepped in with a pretty good pick for us. Although, it's a good pick, but it's pretty obvious. Chris, you mentioned McAllister. Yep, Rory McAllister, Peter Head, they are uh, playing Queen's Park next weekend. So, we tend to fancy the the teams against Queen's Park. Oh, definitely. I mean, he scored at the weekend there. He scored the first goal, although Peter Head lost 2-1. It was still the first goal of the game, so... There's always a, a chance he'll do that. Anna, I'll try to beat him. Oh, yeah, yeah I second this is top. Opens that up a wee bit because Anna have got a game in hand. They're eight points behind. So a game in hand. Could be interesting down there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Set, what, what is it, six games to go? Uh, seven, seven, seven for Aaron. Aaron. Seven for Aaron. So I think probably Peter Head will probably just have enough. Yeah, hopefully it gets a wee bit exciting down there. So McAllister scored 23 but, goals. He scored thirty-seven percent of Peter Head's goals, so I think that's a good bet. I think Aye, that's worth a shout. Aye, so we'll get the the odds for that later in the week, and I'll tweet them and mention it on the forum. And did you say earlier you've got a, a, a possible treble in mind? Yes, yes. I was doing a wee bit of research. In fact, I've got Rory McAllister for five to two for first scorer, so the odds are out already. Nice. Oh, maybe that's maybe can hard. They've maybe been listening to the podcast and saying they want a rods in on a Monday night. They've been listening to Greg Morning. That's, that's what it is. It. Yep. Um, that's probably why. Right, so I was thinking for the I was thinking a treble 
this week, keeping it simple. I think we should go for Peterhead. The odds are pretty poor though, but stick with me and then we can discuss whether you think I'm uh, close or not. They're 8 to 15. Right. Sorry. I was then thinking of Queen of the South, and Queen of the South are playing Morton. Mm-hmm. Queen of the South are sitting fourth in the league. Morton are last. Morton haven't won, but they've lost the last four games in a row, and Queen of the South have won the last two. So I think that that's a pretty safe one. The odds reflect that 11 to 20. Uh, Queen of the South pushing for that uh, one of the playoff spots, so good chance. I think right. Morton just about down. Well, they've got eight games left, though. So it looks Stop. like it's a looks like it's a two-horse race in that league now with Dundee and Hamilton. Aye, Falk have fallen away a bit. Yep. Um, so there he, is a bit of a threat from uh, Morton because they scored three against Hamilton, but I still think it's okay. The other bet was Hamilton to beat Cowdenbeath. Cowdenbeath lost the last two games. Hamilton won the last two. Right. Hamilton are away. Right. They're four to six because they're away. Right, so could, that could be good. If we Maybe. take that treble, it's thirty nine pound sixty one pence back for our tenor stake. Is that all for us three? Well, you see, it's eight to fifteen, eleven to twenty, and then four to six. They're all odds on. Right, well, could, be all, a, could be a possibility then. It's possible, but it seems a bit poor for three games. That to me look like they they're okay. They're a good choice, but it wouldn't surprise me if that didn't come in. Aye, so it's that way it's getting difficult as well towards the end of the season. Teams are fighting for either promotion or playoffs or Aye. avoiding relegation. But maybe we could suppose we could maybe see as well if there's anything that stands out with the, the Predos. Because that's obviously how they're known now. I was telling the wife and the boy about it, how it's now called the Predos. But they weren't, they didn't really find it funny, didn't they? I think they... I fell on deaf ears. Then I mentioned about Pete Townsend. It was like, whoosh. So... <laughs> I don't know why you're bringing up Pete Townsend, John. He's nothing well, to do with the Well, you did last week. It was you last week. That's how you got a couple of lawyers' letters last week, eh? <laughs> aye, aye. Greg was trying to keep me right, but I was all I was saying is Pete Townsend's into the football predictions. Oh, I, I know. That's what That's I was it. saying, the Predos. Predos. Right, so those three bets, what we'll do is we'll keep them, and then, as as John says, we'll see what happens in the Predos. We'll see if anything jumps out. See if anything jumps out that isn't, really poor odds because I think there will be some some jumping out at us <laughs> right so in the, the Premiership we're going all the way back to Wednesday night and Motherwell faced Inverness and they won 2-0 I've not seen the highlights guys because I, I forgot to check them out and I was watching sports scene so I don't really have much to say on it other than the fact I predicted 2-0 on the podcast Hi, what did I predict? 2-0. I will. There you go. Oh, I will. predict 2-0? Yeah. We all predict 2-0. See, sometimes it would be good if we could pick the midweek games as well. But then I suppose, see, if that could end up you doing Wednesday and then if that team loses, then that's it. Screwed. Right, so maybe right. no. Maybe no. Just kibosh that. Bad idea. Rewind. Cut. Edit that. <laughs> um, right. So uh, we'll skip past some other well in for next game. Greg's not right. here. I don't think any of us watched it because we all forgot about it or it was no uh, sports scene as well. That didn't help. So. Aye, that's the thing. You tend to miss it when it's midweek. Unless it's on the TV. Was it on the TV? I don't know. No, no. Because the Champions League was on. Champions um, League, you're not allowed any TV, really. The only thing we can, really can say about it is, I suppose, now it does look like it's between Aberdeen and Motherwell for a second, I would say. Um, unless, someone uh, yeah. was, unless someone was maybe to go on a good run after the split. But I think it's between the two. 
for second place. That's up, well, they're picking up the points. They're still getting the wins. Obviously, one in midweek, one in the weekend there. Aye. It's sort of 54 and 54, although I believe they've got a game in hand. Aye, I read an interesting start to the weekend that Motherwell have won all their games against top bottom six teams this season, which That's I found. Yeah. Aye. Um, but again, I think against the, top, the other teams in the top six, they've only won something like maybe nine points. It might be. Aye, I think it was aye, nine points now. That they won against teams in the top six. So, they gobbed after the split, is what you're saying. Possibly, but aye, it's, it just shows you what shows you what can be done. Know if you get all your results against the bottom six, that can be you. Yeah. And then if they were to have a bit more maybe consistency against the top six teams. But you yeah. yourself, yeah. Do you know what? I'm looking forward to this split. It could I'm be looking good, forward aye. to the battle down the bottom. I'm not too fussed about the top half of the table. Mm-hmm. because you like a good battle down the bottom? <laughs> Celtics obviously win the league and they just need to really have that sealed but then down the bottom Hearts are going to be relegated but then you look at the other teams for the playoff spot I think that's going to be really interesting and I hope that the TV selections go with that rather than the obvious which is going to be Celtic against whoever the good, the good thing, like the last day of the season split across the two days, so you get the bottom six on Saturday and you get the top six on Sunday. So I would hope they would have a game for the bottom six if it's still that tight. Aye, I think yes. we are both in a, yes. we are both in a, even Chris about the fact that we reckon it should just be two down and then and then a playoff for playoff an actual promotion playoff. I suppose as definitely, yeah, a playoff. Um, but I suppose in a way it does make it entertaining in terms of the Premier League as well down at the bottom of the table because there is aye but even this... then it would still be entertaining whether it was it was two down or whether it was one down in the aye. playoff place they'd still have the same problem it just would be someone going straight down not getting a last chance zone yeah it'd be good I think we both said as well it'd be good in terms of it freshens up the league as well where you know that yeah. it's a guarantee that you're going to have two new teams each season especially if it's going to stick to 12 teams in the foreseeable future which it looks like it is now I think uh, so yeah so I still I don't know who's going to be who's going to go down. Yeah, Aye, there was like, a thread on the floor. Anybody? That's the, that's the thing. I mean, ah. it's, it's hard sort of down. Let's face it, that's getting done within the next couple of weeks, if not this weekend coming. Um, uh, yeah. But I mean, you've got St Mirren on twenty seven or eleventh. You've then got Ross County and Party Thistle two points ahead of them. Kilmarnock another point ahead of them, and even Hibs on thirty four. Now that's seven points between Hibs and St Mirren. You can claw that back very Aye, easily. Especially, I especially think when the splits there. Yeah, once the spot comes in, that's definitely possible. Um, I definitely think Hibs could be the, the team that are in danger because I, I can't see where their goals are coming from just now. No, they're not. Utter rubbish at the um, moment. They've actually not got that. I mean, for a team in the bottom six, their defence isn't actually that bad, but you just if you're not scoring goals, then you're you're picking up a draw at best in terms of maybe getting a nil-nil draw. Yeah. Um, Kilmarnock, I think, will be all right because they've got Boyd. Boyd has the advantage of being able to score against teams in the bottom half rather than the top half. No, it does, and Aberdeen, apparently. You can score against Aberdeen. Yeah. But uh, I, I, most of his goals this season have come against bottom half teams, and obviously, once the spot comes, he's actually always playing against. So I think you're probably right about Kilmarnock. Um, the thing is, well, Partick Thistle have now picked up. They've had a couple of home wins now. Yeah. Um, and Lyle Taylor, I think Lyle Taylor certainly helped them out since he came in. St Mirren, I still think they've got a wee bit of experience in terms of like a good one in Thompson. St Mirren are a weird team because I think, having sat and watched them at Celtic Park the weekend, I think St Mirren are a really good team. I don't understand why they're in eleventh place. The only thing that makes any sense is they raised their game to players. It's weird. I, I think. I mean, they seem to draw a lot. Of, I don't know. They draw maybe quite a few games. No, maybe well, six games at home. Well, I mean, their last week we had that. 
uh, they were two 0 up against Dundee United in the last fifteen minutes and lost three two. So uh, they've no. I think since they won the league, the Community's Cup final, they've no won very many games. No, they won nine. Um, uh, so. it's pretty bad. But you you would think with like Thompson and Goodwin, the likes of those players, that it would kind of keep them up. Ross it's County good. again. Ross County I think struggle for goals. I would say it's between Hibs and Ross County. Aye, Hibs and Ross County are the two that struggle to score. And St Martin certainly don't struggle to score. It's struggling to keep them out, I think, is a problem for them. And I think Thistle have got that kind of problem as well. Kilmarnock, maybe not so much. So I, I was think a... out of them, Kilmarnock's probably the one I would reckon is the safest. If I, was being, if I was being selfish, I think, for footballing reasons, I'd like to see Partick Thistle stay up. I think that they've got a good basis there. Um, other than that, I'm not really fussed about the other teams, whether they go down or not. I want to see Hibs stay up purely for the fact I can't imagine a, a top flight without Hibs, Hearts and Rangers. If nothing else, it ruins your song. <laughs> the Championship would be interesting if they ended up going down. Let's face it, the way the... Championship would be interesting anyway in that season. Aye, exactly. The way the playoffs work, it's unlikely that second bottom's going to go down because the other teams need to jump through hoops just to earn the right to face second yeah. bottom. Yeah, because as it stands, you'd have Queen of the South playing Falkirk. The winner of that would then play Hamilton, and then the winner of that would play as as St Mirren at the moment. Is that a one-off game? No, it's two legs. For what is it two two legs? The actual playoff final. So it'd be interesting what the the TV coverage. They should have made that a one-off game, shouldn't they? No, that would be a final's a final for me, right. and and by that I mean a single leg. Venue. Yeah. I went to see Aloha against Dunfermline last season and it didn't feel like a final at all because Aloha won the game and yet they're thinking, all right, that's us. We've no won, we've no won it yet. We're still half-time in the two-legged affair. That's, you're wanting to win the game and win promotion, win the final. I don't I, often... I, I, there isn't much about the English football that I like, but I, I think their playoff system is absolutely spot on. Because yep. they they have the it's it's everybody goes straight down. There's nothing. There's no last chance zone for the relegated teams. Then you get the team. You get four teams for the the lower league. The playoff. It's uh, there's it like in the championship. It's something like third versus sixth, and then fourth plays fifth. And Aye. they play home and away, and then the winners go through and play a one-off final. Perfect. Yeah, That's the way it should be. Aye, I think one-off match. I I think as well you would sell that a lot better a one-off match. Aye, I think so. You could have a two. You could have a two. Two leg match and say the first match is four 0 or something like that. You're you're thinking that's probably over. I mean, and the second leg's then very hard to sell. Aye. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know what I just noticed? That's I didn't even notice this before. St Johnson have only scored eight goals away from home in the league this season. Really? That's terrible. I, I mean, I was looking at the goal difference. It's, um, I'm, you usually see Celtic have got a, a massive goal difference, but I mean. I think last season everybody else was like single figures, but they've got Aberdeen plus fourteen, Dundee United plus seventeen. This is Dundee United it's, went through that spell goals. with them. Aye, well, something like that. Four in the game. All the teams in the top sets have got positive goal difference. It's not often that hmm. happens in our league. Aye, yep. Aye, even St Johnson's the worst of a lot with three. So uh, on the Friday night there was Hearts versus Dundee United, and it finished two one. Greg predicted that correctly. Dundee United liking the Friday night football. We keep winning I, on Fridays. I, they've had a fair share. It was live on BT Sport. Uh, Derek Ray was, was touting it as a, a chance for the for Rangers fans to check out Dundee United prior to the, the semi-final and then the other way around for Rangers on Sunday. Let's face uh, it, if either of them watched each other, they were 
probably optimistic because I don't think either of them played that well until over the weekend. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, exactly a good game for Dundee United, but I think Hearts have got into a kind of stride of spoiling games now. It's they're, they're kind of it's the best they can do these days, unfortunately for Hearts, but uh, they, they do it quite well. That's maybe where Dundee United need to improve, though, in terms of like when they're no like earlier on in the season they're winning maybe remember they were scoring four goals mm-hmm. kind of for a while. Maybe they should kind of struggle to grind out games. If they can start doing that, mm-hmm. then can that well. that's, that season it can be more interesting. We've talked about that obviously in the forum a fair bit. In terms of, I think, I mean, Aberdeen and Dundee United are both maybe keep, they're not going to, probably not going to be winning the league, but certainly make it closer and maybe make it a wee bit more competitive um, in terms of both sides. Good squads. Yeah, well, they've showed that they're, they're good cup sides as well. The two yeah, and that adds to the excitement as well. Uh, the league would be nice if somebody was challenging up the top to challenge Celtic, but the cup—that's the fairy tale of the cup. It all adds to it. You've seen the the scenes in Aberdeen celebrating the the, the league cup victory. Uh, there's I don't know uh, what figure uh, came out to see the the parade. But Eighty thousand was the top. Eighty thousand, which is pretty impressive. Dep- depending what you read, I, I read. 40,000, 80,000, 100,000. Just depends on what report you're in. It grows arms and legs, doesn't it? Um, But a few of the boys in the supporters club went up and they said it was a great day. And the weather looked good as well. And I think there was a lot of talk. Folk have slagged off. It's the League Cup and why they're having a parade. But see things like that. There was probably yesterday a lot of kids out. And I think this season, there's been added going to forums and stuff like that. And you always hear about kids now. They want to be Rooney and... Finn Percy and all the players down south. Right. It's maybe it's good yeah. if it changes and they want to be Rooney and Hayes and Pollock, those types of players. I was going to say, they can still be Rooney, it's fine. Aye, it's exactly. <laughs> and so a red top, aye. Anything that can get people back to games, yeah. do it. I mean, it's, a cup win's a cup win, regardless of what cup it is. Enjoy it. Well, well it's, the, uh, the, the city's top. vibrant just now. Um, yeah. The confidence and seeing the speech. I mean, Derek McInnes did a speech after, the, after it at the the town hall and it, it just we say it all the time but it just constantly inspires confidence he's it's not the type of guy it seems it's going to settle for second base i think that there's a possibility that if he goes to milne in the summer and says right this is what i want i think milne in terms of the fact he mckinnis can now go and say look i've won this cup potentially if we win the scottish cup as well you can say look that's what i've done so far if you back me a wee bit then i can take this club even further mm-hmm. so well, uh, how that's yeah, going to said... affect things how like, yeah. uh, the purse right. strings because that's a big thing that's a big thing moving to a new stadium and when you look at what happened down it's slightly different but down south in Arsenal they got the new stadium and they focused almost 100% on paying off that debt for the stadium Yeah, uh, I don't know if the same would happen with Aberdeen or not whether they're going to have to accept that, that money's not going to be spent while that's still floating around because it keeps rearing its head every now and again, keeps getting knocked back down again. Well, McInnes mentioned that in the speech as well. He said, look, we really need to find out what's happening. We want a, a stadium that's befitting of the team and all that. And it could be, I think there's been talk over it as well. And if they moved it outside of Aberdeen, what would the crowds be like? But if we can go into a new stadium with a team that's winning, it's, it doesn't matter where it is. Folk will go and watch. Mm-hmm. If you've got a team that's winning, Foco and watch, and that's been proven this year. Aberdeen average attendance is up 3,000 in last year, which is yeah. a, a, a you sort of transport and so on. Uh, that was probably something you could organise. wouldn't travel. Yeah, you could do what Germans do. The Germans, in terms of if you have your ticket, you get your transport free. Why not do that? Mm-hmm. Let's face um, it. F- football Aberdeen clubs, Council could do it. 
Aye, football club's probably been a lot of money to taking a city and stuff like that. So yeah, well, I travel what forty five minutes each way to go to Ibrox. So I'm an example of a fan that that does pr- probably a a short travel compared to some. Yeah, mm-hmm. possibly coming over from Ireland. Because you don't get a boat. <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't think they would start paying that. I come on over from Ireland, we'll pay your transport. I but if you're travelling, certainly maybe I don't know. I don't know how it works in Germany in terms of are we supporting that, how far it, it works in terms of how much, whether you, wherever you're travelling from, you're getting your free transport. I don't know. Even if it's from the main big train. In Ireland. What's that? The Aberdeen have a big fall in Ireland. I know you certainly like your Ireland, but, but certainly in the central. I mean, in the central belt. Does a pretty good following. I mean, our supporters club alone, we took 80 to the final, which is pretty decent. And that's not the only supporters club all, that's eh? in the kind of area. Um, so, I mean, in terms of if we go, in terms of our supporters club, if we go to games, there's a thing you can get a train. It's a, a it's called Friends Fair, and it's like four people, and you pay about twelve pound a turn, which is brilliant. You have to book it. A few, you have to book it a few weeks in advance because some of the boys are wanting to go up on Saturday. Uh, kind of last minute, they just sort of like oh, I want to go up and. £54 return I mean £54 that's crazy mm-hmm. um, you could bloody you could go to, you could go abroad for that some some places with I in there and EasyJet or no far off it. I went to, oh, I, went right. to, no far I, went to I went to Berlin for 80 quid return right, the problem the problem with uh, <laughs> taking the iron there though is you then need to spend 54 quid return the train going to where you want to go in the first place ah, it's not that bad yeah well so, since we're talking about Aberdeen Aberdeen beat Kilmarnock 2-1 and probably the standout for me was Chris Boyd's celebration he scored the goal the look on his face he's he's got it he's got it made for acting when he, it, he leaves he did have that look on his face when he was thinking I've scored against the top 16 <laughs> even I'm surprised uh, see he's, he's got the, the punditry coming up he's got the acting coming up uh, he's, what, a, what a guy and he's, and he's the best striker the world's ever seen Certainly no love lost between Aberdeen and Boyd and Boyd Aberdeen fans and Boyd. But there's talk uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned him going to Aberdeen. I yeah, think does he even know but to give him stick no. I was I'm quite sure if he was to do the business it would soon be forgotten about. But oh, yep. Yep. I, I don't think we need him now. I think see before Rooney came in, I think I Boyd would have been a no bad signing, but if we're only playing one up front, Rooney's ideal for that role just now. Um I don't think kind of in terms of a striker it's like that but Boyd wouldn't be happy if he's sitting on the bench for us. I think the big, the big difference, as far as I can see, is if I was if I seen Celtic were up against Adam Rooney, I'd be worried. If I seen a Celtic were up against Chris Boyd, I would be Um Yeah. Uh, so in that, the game was 2-1, and guess who predicted 2-1 and didn't oh, put money on it? Me. Was it you? I Did you watch it at all when Alba, the Dilly transmission? No, I didn't. No, no, oh. I had a, a bet on them. Uh, so I was following the, the scoreline uh, quite closely because I had Shall a bet on Aberdeen? half time on Aberdeen aye, aye. Uh, they were quite good odds at half time what odds were they at half time? Uh, well I, I took them in as part of a treble with them Inverness and Newcastle and I got 11 to 1 for the, the treble oh, that's alright so I so it's pretty good I don't know how much they were individually aye I watched it in the delayed transmission but it wasn't on until like 25 past 8 and I, I managed to avoid the score I, I did really well I avoided it the forum in terms of there managed to avoid the, there's a WhatsApp for this kind of supporters club as well I managed to avoid reading any messages avoided Facebook Twitter and everything and then watched the game and thankfully we, we won I, uh, it's uh, lucky you, you said to me in the text I know that's, that's why I said just in case you said oh maybe so I, would have, that, I would have or, told you I got my treble came up <laughs> um, and I think uh, it was good in, in terms of like, like coming back from going a goal behind and then being without Paula and Hayes 
Um, so your kind of creativity is a bit kind of limited. Both kind of got Boyd and Rooney's goals are both kind of quite similar. Kind of good striker goals, and then Ryan Jack kind of scored again. He's that's him got a couple now since he came back from injury. Um, so a kind of solid performance. I think Kilmarnock said that they came for the draw, and obviously when they went ahead, they were just going to sit back even further. So it's good to see that we can break down teams, even when we've kind of maybe lacking a bit of creativity in the side. Mm-hmm. I uh, enjoyed a sports scene when Pat Nevin was talking to Boyd, and he was talking about the the two goals where they're quite similar with the striker with the back to goal and just moving it and hitting it first time and and not really not really knowing not really looking up to see where the goal is and just using instincts. I thought it was quite interesting to hear Boyd's take on that, explaining how uh, it's quite obvious where the, the keeper's going to be moving and to hit it and, and almost wrong foot him. Yeah, I quite like that when you get a pro that's going to tell you what's going through his head, why he's doing that, rather than just bloody saying, uh, a good goal, good goal, good, or good goal, good turn. No, uh, tell us a wee as bit a, more than that. As opposed to what you've just seen with your own eyes. Yes, I, exactly. It was good eye in terms of getting a wee bit of insight, I think. But Pat, Pat Nevin just continues to just, he's terrible. He's, as a pundit, how, how does he keep on getting on that programme? I don't know, I'm starting to like him. I, I think oh. I, no, he was annoying me even when I was driving to Celtic Park on Saturday because he was on uh, Five Live when uh, Arsenal Chelsea was on. Is well, that you, he can't be any worse than Cragen on the BT Sport for the, the Rangers no. game. Oh, no. that was that was winding me up something rotten. When uh, what was Cammy he Bell, uh, there was an incident where Cammy Bell came out. It was a tight angle and uh, there was a, a player that jumped over him and ended up getting booked for a dive, which is totally wrong. He jumped over him and it was proven that there was contact made. But what the, the commentators, uh, Derek and McAllister and the pundits, they didn't spot, apart from Boyd, they didn't spot that Cammy Bell got the ball. So Boyd says, oh, he got the ball, so it doesn't matter. It's never going to be a penalty. Cragen says you can see quite clearly he never got the ball, so it's a penalty. And they started discussing how <laughs> it should have been a penalty. Well, was Boyd on, B- Boyd on BT Sport then as well? It was high, but right. it was quite obvious there was a touch. Yeah, they were trying to argue it was a penalty and ignoring the touch. It was, I thought it was poor punditry. See, in terms it's... of sports scene on Sunday, did you notice, though, that Boyd didn't uh, say that he wouldn't be going to Rangers? I think keep his options open. Suther- was it Sutherland maybe made a mention of it? And certainly Boyd, it. he didn't say no, but he didn't rule it out. Did you hear what McCoy said uh, at the end of the, the Rangers game? Because... Daryl Curry. I don't have, I don't have sport. All right, he was pushing him because McCoy's came on to discuss. He spotted the touch by Cammy Bell as well because he's got eyes. And he's got eyes. <laughs> he's got eyes. <laughs> so Daryl Curry asked him just as McCoy was leaving. So uh, what about Chris uh, signing Chris Boyd uh, or was something like what are the chances of signing Chris Boyd? Uh, and McCoy said something like, I, "I hope so." As he was as he was leaving, and Boyd was just he, he didn't really react. He done well. He played his cards close to his chest. I'm sure his agent will be proud. He didn't say much, but McCoy had previously said he'd been talking to two targets, and I think it's pretty clear that one of those is Boyd. Well, been and like I think if Kerry. the money's there, I think he'll, I think Boyd will sign for Rangers. Gavin Gunning appears to be the other name getting linked. Aye, and then there's Kenny, there was talk of Kenny McLean at St Mirren, and then Hutchison at Motherwell, but Stuart McCall seems to think that Hutchison won't be going there because I think he said something about McCoy had previously spoken to him about a player. And he's never ever mentioned Hutchinson, and you would think they would have quite a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. In terms of been drinking buddies in the past, you know. 
But I think I think Boyd he's he done the same in sports scene as as you mentioned. He kept his cards close to his chest and he wasn't really given much away. But he knows how to play it. He he played Rangers when they offered him a contract near the end of his spell there. Do you think he'd get he's to play the big games in the championship? I don't think they would leave him out. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not sure he's changed as a player. He, he's not as, as lazy as he once was. He'll be the first to admit he doesn't have the pace, but he, he does a lot more for this side than he did in his early days at Rangers, especially. He's, he's less of a, a poacher now. He tries to, to get more involved. Ah, he seems a more kind of well-rounded player in terms of yeah, what he does in the park. I think maybe a possibility him and Nicky Clark could be a good partnership. Possibly. Or something that would just stick to playing one up front. I think the the one up front with uh, Nicky Clark maybe dropping a bit deeper, possibly. But Clark Clark looked good when he came on. Came there. Uh, did you see the the Ian Black injury, or did you hear it? More to the point. Oh, I've seen no. you tweeting about hearing it. Uh, I've oh, seen you mention it. It was disgusting. It was basically he went for a shot at the edge of the box, and the defender nipped in, got the ball first and Black just went full pelt for a shot and connected with the defender's foot. I'm sure and Black's done a bit of that in this time. The so. noise, the noise it made was horrible. And, right, so BT can't do anything about that, but they can do something about what, what followed. And McAllister was talking about, oh, oh, you need to hear this, you need to hear this. They bloody replayed it with the sound. It was horrible. Did he get badly, well, what, did he get badly injured or what, what happened? Well, they were saying that it's not a broken foot, but see the noise it made. Oh, it's horrible. Like This was a snap that I heard anyway. I'm very, very surprised if he's not fractured it. Aye, they shouldn't have been playing things like that. But I remember, I remember when Larson broke his leg and did he play that? It's like, oh, they showed you some, the, the picture in the sun. Aye, sometimes oh. you just think, like, just leave things like that out. Uh, there's, 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 no the there's no the, need for it. The shin pad made that injury look worse than it was. Well... It looked as if a bone was sticking out because of the shin pad. It wasn't. It was still. He had a knee and then a second knee. <laughs> Aye, pretty. Kind of gruesome. Aye, that's horrible. Let's move on to something positive. Aye. What's positive? What's the positive? Uh, well, St. Johnson beating Hibs is positive because St. Johnson. No, for Hibs? No, it's positive for St. Johnson sealing the, the top six. But nice if it kind of got the fixture last. No, we're not. So that people could aye, they could, couldn't they? Because they know what top six and bottom six is, but aye. As, as I, I think it was SPL Stats pointed this out, they made the late to wait and see uh, what might be kind of a potential decider on the last day and then try and fiddle the fixtures to get that for telly. And... Aye, do you know what would be great? Like, I know it wouldn't be great for as a fan of the club, but see if you just, like, say for example, Aberdeen and Motherwell are both, I mean, it looks like they're second place, them in the last day of the season. Aye, aye that, would, that, like, that kind of thing. I would, I would enjoy it for the fact that obviously it's my team, but why don't we do stuff like that? I mean, it's remember previous times where it used to be, oh, we can't have Celtic Rangers as the league decider. Just do it, man. Like, don't let, don't let the idiots win and stuff. No, there's not going to be trouble. There's not going to be trouble. An Aberdeen Mullerbell game, I don't think. But uh, Aberdeen Mullerbell last game of the season, they'd be quite happy to do. Aye. Celtic Rangers, no, can't do that. It's just Celtic Rangers do that way. Aye, the problem the is. They should be selling the product, right? And doing exactly. everything they possibly can to make this an attractive product. And exactly. see if we can get a decider or try and slightly engineer a decider for last game of the season. That's that's exactly what you want. They're that's selling. the one that's going to boost get... Crowds. It's going to boost crowds. Mm-hmm. TV audience is going to go through the roof. You're maybe going to get worldwide interest in it. But instead, they, 
proactively go out and say, no, 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 we don't want any excitement. We're wanting these games to just kind of quietly go ahead. Nobody really knows they've went on. And Doncaster should be, he should be going out his way to get these games set up. Yep. And, and it's maybe not, it's maybe not fair to to do the the fixtures like that, trying to engineer it. But he's meant to be pushing the product. We I all agree like... that it's going to be more exciting if that happens. Like, aye, you could, you know, already you could have like you could have Celtic St. Johnson the last day of the season because that's not going to really impact anything massively. Right, so you've then got Aberdeen, Motherwell, Dundee United and Vaness. So either you have Aberdeen against Dundee United, which is a massive game mm-hmm. regardless, yep. or you have Aberdeen, Motherwell, because that's, I could chat, mind you, no, no dismissing in Vaness, I suppose, but yeah. Vaness will exactly have a big support regardless of what happens. can't guarantee it, but they could, they could try for something. Even if it's second last game of the season. Aye. It's it's going to be mm-hmm. more exciting than getting it first up, which is what they often do with the, the top Aye. two. Yeah, Aye, down the bottom as well. That's that's a bit of a lottery. What won the the pick for that? I could have anything to be honest with that. Yeah, aye, because there's an Edinburgh derby in there as well. Remember, so aye, they should have that early that. on, no, shouldn't they? Aye, because if hearts are down already, then yeah, you probably want to get that one out of the way. It's the same like, way if Celtic can clinch the title before the spot they probably want to make the Celtic game where they get the trophy early to get it out of the way and then they can show the, the, the games actually have something to play for. Aye, is it not the, the case that Hibs can relegate Hearts officially? Right. Um, Richard Gordon seems to be that's right. I have, I have all that right. Hearts at the moment have got eight games left so can get 24 points potentially. They are 21 points behind St Mirren at the moment. Aye. St Mirren have got two games before the Hearts-Hibs game. Right. If St Mirren take a point from either of those two games, they'll go 22 points clear of Hearts. And then if Hibs beat Hearts, that leaves them with seven games left. They'll be 22 points behind, they're only 21 available. So, basically, St Mirren need to get a point for that to be possible. Oh, that, how, good would, how good would that be for Hibs fans? I know. They were, I was listening to Off the Ball on Saturday and they were calling it Black Sabbath. Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't have much to cheer about just now. I think I, I, think I had that Black Sabbath get mentioned, but Hibs don't fans don't have much to cheer about with that. They would... They'd absolutely love that. No, the, one the other win in 12 games that. for Butchers. Yeah, that's the other thing. It, it, there is a potential for Hearts to have a big, sort of, okay, we're going down, but you might come with us, kind of thing. And Aye. if Hearts Hibs, then Hibs heads are going to go down, especially if on Saturday, Kamarnock and Thistle and Ross County and St Mirren can pick up some points along the way as well. The other, the other thing is it's possible Hearts could be relegated before that game comes round because if St Mirren can take enough points before that uh, game comes round and they'll be down, I think. So when is Hearts oh. Hibs? Is that Ross, Ross County, Party Thistle and St Mirren would all have to pick up points before Hearts Hibs play. What day so, is that game? Sunday. It's Sunday. That's, so it's St. Mirren, after St. Mirren playing, so St Mirren are playing midweek as well? St Mirren are playing in midweek. St Mirren have... Uh, St Johnson on Tuesday. Johnson on Tuesday. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 that's why I did see. They're so you would think they've probably got a better chance of getting points on the Tuesday game than they do on the game. Even in a way, Inverness is a kind of... Inverness Johnson's struggle will be, certainly. So, yeah. aye, St Mirren could pick up a point and St Mirren need to pick up points. So if they get that, I'm not sure if the Hearts fans are hoping that Partick Thistle can beat St Johnson and Ross County can beat Celtic. <laughs> aye, that's, oh, oh, aye, that's quite a lot of games, isn't there? Huh? Oh, aye, it's a, it's a busy spell coming up. Aye. 
it's everyone playing catch up because um, Habs, only Habs and Kilmarnock have reached the 31 game mark. So everybody else has games to play before the split. More than that, obviously Aberdeen and Inverness have got two games to play, so they're playing this midweek and next midweek. But we're, uh, we're nearly at the spot now. So. That's what happens during the successful Cups. Aye, we fix our backlog. Right, so I'll move on, mention the, the Celtic game. We, we touched upon it earlier. Stokes won the charity bet for us. Uh, and Chris, you mentioned that there was going to be some offside incidents and the highlights. This was before sports scene came on, so I was watching it. And I think I mentioned on Twitter that I would be able to tell conclusively whether it was offside based on the single camera angle and sports scene didn't let me down. Yep, exactly that. <laughs> I, think, I think the first Aye. one, Griffiths was flagged for offside and put the ball in the net. The camera angle looked maybe like he was level, but it was hard to tell because the camera angle was rubbish. Hard to tell, yeah. I think level was safe, yeah. Level was a safe. You just get start getting some folk with our body cameras and our phones in. Probably do a better job. I think think that would be enough. Let's do it, man. John. Chris, where where do you sit? Oh, I sit behind the goal. I'd be useless. You're going to be closer than the camera for some some incidents. Are you back (laughs) at games now, the wee man's? I well, I know I, I tend to get to, I get to the home games. I don't get to away games anymore. Aye. But that's been like an all season thing. So, how are the fans taking it, Griffiths? And are they kind of? they're warming quite well. Him. I think the, the the fact he's banging in the goals is helping because that's him. Yeah. he's got five, six. Aye, I think that's aye. So he's, he's he's got off to a good start. Him and Stokes are they kind of part, looking like a partnership or? Um, maybe it's got potential. I think it needs to have a wee bit of time to gel. But aye, the, the, there's something there. Is Griffiths tending to be the kind of man in the box then, or is it Aye. taking turns? Or is it uh, Griffiths? Stokes tends to prefer to be outside the box anyway. Griffiths, Griffiths can be outside the box, but he's, he's, he seems to want to add the penalty box or the predator striker kind of type role yeah. to his game as well. I certainly got one like that a couple of weeks ago. I always thought of Hibs, he was more of a kind of striker. Even though he scores a lot of goals, he likes to be going in the channels and all that and Aye. drifting wide and stuff like that. But if he can maybe just be told, I just... You'd be a penalty box striker, then he, he could score a lot of goals for you in that season. Uh, he certainly gets certainly a lot of chances. Um, I see Johansson scored as well. Cracking goal. Uh, uh, the, he started it actually, the, the move, and uh, the, the ball in from the, the wing was absolutely perfect. They headed it back across goal. Caught and the then the boy Henderson okay. started again. Henderson actually had a great chance to open the scoring in the first half, and uh, I think a Maroon foot managed to block it away for a corner. Yeah, I don't think he could believe he didn't score. But, uh... What type of midfielder is he then? Is he well? We played about wide. Or, or I, I, I'm not entirely convinced out wide's his best position. I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen much of the the under twenty uh, games recently, so I don't know for sure. But I think he's got more of uh, a central midfielder look about him. I think that that's a kind of exciting thing that you'd want as a Celtic fan to to see players like him coming into the side now that the league's won. Yeah, certainly. I mean, Henderson's been good. It was good to see. He never got on, but Philip Twardzik was uh, on the bench. And he's not played for us in about 18 months. But he looked pretty, pretty good back uh, before he got injured. So. I was a fair bit of hype about him, wasn't there, when he Aye. was playing at first. What was, did McGee go out and loan? Uh, yes. Go out and loan to Morton? Or was it, was it Morton? Or somewhere. Someone else? I think he went down south, actually. Was it down south? Mm. There's a few folk went down south. So. Aye, Ate, yeah, he went to Shrewsbury, didn't he? Yes. Is um, it Coventry? Uh, Lennon sent him to Coventry. Sent to Coventry. 
But aye, we've got a few out on loan, unfortunately. So they obviously can't be played in the last few games. But Henderson seems to be one of the, the, the favourite uh, guys to get a game. So uh, I think the the young Icelandic boy for the Johnson, he was on the bench for the first time as well. Because unfortunately, Amido Baldy got injured in the warm up. Don't know what happened there. I don't know how you get injured in a warm up. I'd get injured in a warm up, but right, I don't think you're a professional. Do you think you'll be away in the summer? Do you think or do you think he's worth passing away on with? Baldy, that's uh... Aye, I think he's worth hanging on to for another season. See what we can get out of him. He's still quite young, so I think there's something there. So that was 3 0, one as a charity bet. Yeah. Oh, good. Before we move on up, um, mm-hmm. the Van Dyke one was offside. He did it when he put the ball in it. I think it was two or three of them offside. Uh, we, we also managed to get a, a, a Stokes put the ball in the net after Chris Commons had moshed the keeper. I see. I, I was looking at this, Chris, and I'm not sure if it is bias taking over That's... me, but I think that his, his arm was holding him down. He jumped. At, he jumped into the keeper with his arm up. I thought that was perfectly legal. Now. No, his arm was holding the keeper down. I was. I was stopping him. He couldn't get a, a good jump because his. Ah uh, well, there could have been over keeper. No, they'll be, No, that was legal. Was uh, allowed to do that? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm the keeper. That's what I'm calling it for now. <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's bias or not. Right, any other games in the, the league that you want to mention? Uh, Motherwell beating Ross County 2-1. I predicted that. John, what do you think of that? There's another one. Add that to the list. St. Johnson 2-0 Hubs. Add, I predicted that. Add that to the list. You must have had a good week, eh? I did. I didn't bet any of them. No. But I should have. Right, it's always the same. As soon as i seen the charity bet come up, I was like, why did I not have that on? Aye, it makes, but, makes sense. Right, that's, so that's, the, that's the way it goes with the bookies, isn't it? I had, I think I had more luck the week of Cheltenham with my bets. So, I think the biggest surprise was Inverness managed to beat Partick Thistle. Yeah, uh, I, I had them. They were two to one at half time to one. Bob McGuire was got to go, so I suppose that's not so much a surprise. Yeah, I it was interesting to see Kevin Thompson playing for Hibs. I thought he had left. Hibs. Aye, there was talk that he'd left, but there was a talk. I don't think that, yeah. There was a talk a few had left, and then actually turned out they hadn't left. But I think eventually. I think one of them was Clancy, and he has he did leave. I don't know where Clancy's gone now. Did he, I say try to think he has gone somewhere. I remember seeing it, but I can't place where they where he went. There was Thompson, I think it was Tom Tayo as well, maybe. Um, Aye, but Thompson maybe he just stayed to train, and then just, they decided to keep him on. Butcher said he was pleased with him, but Butcher seemed to think that he was played pretty well at the weekend. Mm-hmm. But pff, don't know. I think their keeper played pretty well, which is the bad considering the, he, he came in sort of late on. Obviously, Ben Williams was away dealing with oh, his missus who was in labour or something. Oh, he played really well, and it's, it's a bit of a shame because I just can't see him getting a look in. No, it must be difficult returns. for a backup keeper. Aye. Uh, we, we were talking, well, no, talk, in terms of uh, boys, kind of the Aberdeen fans that I know, we were talking about how Nicky Weaver, I've not, not seen it as much as Nicky Weaver as we've seen in the last week in terms of all the celebrations. He's popping up everywhere, whereas <laughs> we've hardly seen him more season. Uh, just shows you. I don't know if you've seen the banter as well on Twitter about uh, Josh McGuinness. Basically, Josh McGuinness is the new John Terry, and uh, St Mirren fans were slagging him off. And te- now he's in loan at St Mirren. Right, right. But he was celebrating last week, obviously, when we won the cup. So it was all these pictures of Josh McGuinness celebrating with different teams or just being in random places. This all is right, something uh, I'm never sure about. Does Josh McGuinness get a medal if he featured earlier on in the tournament for Aberdeen? Not sure. I don't know. Do you need to play the final to get a medal? Uh, sure I know, I mean, sure. certainly, they, they, I think the club can always ask for extra medals. 
I know, I know, yeah. and that's certainly the chance with the 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 case uh, with the week. But it's a bit different as well because see, I don't what I didn't like in terms of last week. I like the old-fashioned walking up the steps and everyone gets a medal and then the the captain lifts the cup. But they've changed right. it now for TV. Well, you couldn't do that. It's Celtic Park. That was a problem. You don't do that at all. It's Celtic Park. No, there's no, there's no there isn't stairs. any many stairs. No. So uh, well, we've seen that they've seen them do them uh, for the European Cup when they've been uh, at stadiums where they don't have steps and they just kind of squeeze between seats. I can't remember what stadium it was, but uh, that was in the last few years, and it was just it was terrible. It just right. wasn't the same. You, you could probably kind of do that at Celtic Park, but I think the putting them in a, a podium out in the pitch is probably better in that case. Well, maybe yeah, the countdown far. thing. Oh, Celtic, they had that countdown mind when uh, Lennon was banned for the pitch. They'd probably just a 15 minute countdown. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, well maybe, maybe that's what... I'll, I'll try and tweet Josh McGuinness and see if he got a medal, see if he'll answer. Try and find out. Let's try and do it just now. Well, right. I remember. You go for that. You know, I was hearing uh, the Rangers keeper, Simonson, he was, he was celebrating winning the league as well. I'm thinking, all oh, right, all right. I think I can remember seeing him once. <laughs> At least he's, but he's still in the squad, isn't he? Uh, well, aye, I suppose, I suppose he's a wee bit closer. <laughs> he's been on the bench. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just sending the message now. Right, tell him to hurry up because there's only maybe ten minutes left of the podcast. Aye, see that's the thing. It's a bit different. You can't tell whether they're on, they're online or not. Aye. Right, well we move on and do the the predos. Yeah, yeah. I may as well. Aye. Before it gets to Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we've got two games on Tuesday. We've got Ross County versus Aberdeen and St Mirren against St Johnson. Laurie hates that fixture. Mm-hmm. Aye, he gets confused, doesn't he? He does. Oh, oh did you see Laurie ever made it to the Hearts game at the weekend? That's oh, very, very unprofessional. It's strange. He should have got an earlier train. I mean, you need to take into account these. You never hear that for Derek Ray. He never misses no. a train. Never. <laughs> He, he gets probably chauffeur driven private jet, I think. Derek Ray's got, isn't it? Oh, no. But, yeah, but, they, but they, unlimited they supply of pies. Place. Unlimited supply of pies. I think that's the perk. Uh... I think if we mention St. Johnson's steak and cheese supplies again, maybe they'll take the hint. <laughs> Don't mention them for a few weeks. No, I do like a special. That'll only work if Craig goes more often. I, I, need to, I just. I, just uh, you know, see, be fair. See if even your head's going to be there more often. I'm going to consider them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we just need to organise maybe a pre-season trip to, to Perth to see if we can get hold of one of these pies. The taking <laughs> so pies before anyone else. <laughs> but I can see how I was quick there. John, you're a married there. man. We're all married men, are we not? Uh, we all uh, it wasn't so, me that said it. <laughs> aye, but I was, just, I was just, I said it. I was talking about pies, pies. But Chris had talked about Eve Muirhead. She's... So I need to add, to add a disclaimer because Good. I know, but I know there's a lot of dirty listeners on the podcast. I mean, they could take anything from that. I wonder if Eve Muirhead makes pies. Why would what? Eve Muirhead take, make pies? I don't know. Craig, you seen Craig's pies? Craig makes oh. pies. Oh, did they're, you see my pies? Like floppy, floppy it's, pies. It's terrible, terrible effort. Aye. It wasn't good at all. <laughs> but no, I have no, but Craig's big summer bash. I mean, we've oh. got one of the boys in the forums away to Bruce getting the, the cigarettes in the booze for us. <laughs> it's us about the 90s again just cigarette and alcohol constantly on the beat that's it we'll do a live podcast when we're all steamboats I've, I've just got this image of your head pushing pies down a, a, a curl link now <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said down a curling link and nothing else <laughs> uh, right, we'll that, get back to the predos no no get back to pies 
Have you ever made any pies, Chris? No. No, see, it's one. It's one of my things I want to do. I should. I want to try and make a pie. A I'm, I'm. I'm thinking I probably should because I already make a bovril. So. Oh, right. aye. don't well, don't be well, plugging on the forums. No, well, don't be doing that. Chris, I've got a Chris. gripe about bovril. I've got a gripe. Oh. Right, they've oh. come out. I don't know if you've seen it. It was you that told me to use the stock cubes, not the bloody syrup crap. Aye. So use the stock cube. You notice the stock cubes are now bigger. And see, for a mug, they're now a bit too strong for a mug. Think. Ah, yeah. I made. We, I made one yesterday. And it was brilliant. But it's bigger, you know, noticed. It's a lot no. bigger. Each cube is bigger, unless you've got out-of-date ones. But We can't be plugging in our forums here. We're talking about Bovril and we're talking about pies. Oh, I can't but we, I, we'll, go back, we'll, we'll go back to pies then. Let's just go back to a, pies. A hot water pastry pie. The, the shell is quite quite straightforward. It's the filling that I got wrong. Right. I put just plain mince. And the problem is it turned into a burger. And it was a burger within the pie, whereas they must add a lot of breadcrumbs into the, these pies to keep the consistency quite soft. Do you know what I've seen that looks awful just on the subject table? Uh, I how you end up saying like turned out like a burger. We've seen these pizzas at Pizza Hut and it's like cheeseburger oh, crust. Aye. What is that that's all about? Don't see, see, on. Like, see, on I like a... cheeseburgers and like pizza, but I think that's just on the one hand. I think it sounds like it's taking it too far. On the other hand, I'm still kind of tempted to try it. Oh, oh, I am tempted. I if I had a pizza hut nearby me, I'd be on that phone. But I don't know. I'll see if they deliver one for us for a mention. Aye, like to, to my house, of plug? course. Oh, aye. <laughs> yeah, I was going to plug. Someone's got to send us a freebie. Aye, there's somebody. A lack of freebies. Aye. aye. Well, maybe we'll get a who CD after last week. <laughs> <laughs> aye. Maybe. Right, we'll go back to Predos. Ross County against Aberdeen. <laughs> Away victory. 2-1. I'm very hopeful it's going to be a 2-0 because I really want to be winning the league at Celtic Park and not at Fur Hill. 2-0 oh. Aberdeen then? Aye. Yeah, because you don't want them dropping points. Right? No. Celtic need four points. So if Aberdeen drop any, we need less than that. And anything less than that means we can win the league at Fur Hill. Yeah, I would like to think we can keep up our good form and we'd be... Just keep up the good form ahead of the Dundee United game at the weekend as well. So I will go for 2 0 to us. On the tell, isn't it? BT Sport? It's on BT Sport. Aye, but I don't Excellent. have BT Sport and I don't have any pals to go to the, down this way to go to the pub with. So I don't know whether I'll watch it or not. I can try and get a stream, maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, John. no, no. No, no, no. No, no. activities. Oh, oh that's no. My, that's the lawyer letters coming in again, man. How, that's typical Aberdeen fan. That's yeah, it. you're talking earlier about your pirate base, so we've got a letter from about that, a letter about Pete Townsend and the Predos, and then a letter of, oh dear. Oh, just don't say anything about Eastdale. Oh no, don't, no, don't mention him. Right, similar oh, against you St. John's. You're the Rangers fan as well. Chris and me <laughs> were quite good, no mention it earlier. Oh, right, similar against St. Johnson, away victory, 2-1. I'm going to go one each. Ah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well, Chris. Sorry, hearts. Eh... <laughs> uh, John's a copycat, I tell you. Oh, right, we're on the Wednesday. Just Chris and me, obviously, kind of on the same wavelength. Mine are all in the predictor already. <laughs> oh, they're in the predictor. Right. I know, but you're I saying just... yours first, Chris. I'm going to ask John first. Aye, I've got no know what to do. Well, maybe I could go first, eh? Oh, all right, you go first. Right. You, you right. can go before us. Uh, Dundee United against MRS. 3-0 Dundee United. <sighs> oh, I wouldn't have went for that. Well, that's good. 2-0. Uh, see, I've got, I've, I've gone in between. I've gone 3-1. See, that's where a wee midweek would be all right. We've all gone for Dundee United. Partick Thistle versus Celtic. Away victory 2-0 Celtic. 
That's was tight the last time you played there to Middle Baldy to win the game. I think it might be tight again. I'm going to say 2 1 Celtic. Mm. I'll go for 3 1 to Celtic. We've got him rattled, Chris. Now he's having to, he's going against what he thinks because he's oh, saying, oh, no, I can't aye, go oh, the same aye. as him. Right, well, but but there's 10 games here. We could all take a turn to go on first each and then there's one spare. Right, so Saturday, Aberdeen against Dundee United, the the firm game. Game, game of the season, that's going to be. The what? The firm. What? It's not the new firm, is it? It's just the firm now. Right, it's not the, the old firm. firm I, thought, right? I, I thought you would have liked that. The firm's a film about hooligans, is it not? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'm not seeing anything about Aberdeen fans. Uh, well, I see people actually going back to crowds, talking earlier on. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the media had it down as the Aberdeen game on Saturday was only 14,000. It turned out it was 17,000 and odd. So for a change, actually, the figure that was given in the press was lower than the actual real figure. <laughs> John, I've told you before, right? Count the season ticket holders who aren't there. That's how Rangers uh, and Celtic do that. I know you do. But we, we, play it, we play it down, so we've probably been getting an extra 3,000 every week, but we're just saying, oh, no. I will just be. But that could, that could be a big crowd at the weekend for this game. Don't I, oh, I don't think so. I think so. They'll take yep. more in Kilmarnock anyway. Right, so what are you going for for score? Who's, is it me to go? Am I getting to oh, go first? Yep, yep. Uh, I, I, there'll be goals in this one, I think. That that just probably gives it the dreaded nil-nil. But uh, <laughs> I'll go I'll go for 2-1 to Aberdeen. Because we don't tend... Oh, wait a minute, I might change my prediction with Ross County and Aberdeen. Because see something in the last 13 games that we've played, that we've won, we've no won by more than one goal. Oh. I'm I'm changing my Ross County Aberdeen to nil one, <laughs> right? And I'm going two one. I Aberdeen Dundee United. Ah, but he's on the tail, I'll be fine. Right. Uh, right, Aberdeen Dundee United. I'm going to go one apiece. I'm going to go for a three two to Aberdeen. Oh, a big, big goals, big goals, big goals, lots of goals. Yeah, but I think Dundee United are going to score, and I think that Dundee United are going to leak. That's that's the driver for that scoreline. Aye, well, they do like they do concede goals. Aye, like Dundee yeah. United. Um, we don't concede that many goals. That's one thing. But there's the odd game, but that's the odd game we've conceded. Yeah. But generally, we've got a pretty solid defence. Like Celtic against Ross County. I think it's going to be a home win. I'm going to go for three 0 same as the weekend. I'm going to go with two 0 We clinched champions. Title party. It could be a title party. It could be. It could be big, big scoring. Um, I'm hoping I, so because I've got an engagement party that night so uh, we man's we babysat already so I'll be fine that'll be a good night Is this your first night out since? More or less eh? More or less <laughs> um, I'll go for a 4-0 to Celtic Inverness against St Mirren 0-0 no, no. Paul Band I'm going the opposite I'm going to go 2 each St Mirren haven't by the way St Mirren have still not Game away from Holy. It's a ten o'clock robot, John. So right. let's, right. let's see. Get yourself, get your prediction in before you let's disappear. Do do They've got. I'll go for one all. One all. Right, Motherwell against Kamarnock. I'm gonna go two one to Motherwell. Uh, top six team. I'm going two 0 Motherwell. <laughs> John, right. John just told me that he's going for 9 all. Really? Uh, a new top flight kind of record. Fantastic. Hope that's the BBC Alba game. <laughs> right. St. Johnson against Partick Thistle. 
home victory, 2-0. Uh, I reckon this one we've got a chance of getting some. I'll still go one each. Uh, John said that it's going to get abandoned due to lack of players on the park. Both teams being reduced to eight men before St. Johnson get three Hello. men sent off. Are you back, John? <laughs> After the robot <laughs> chat vanished, you jinxed it, you put <laughs> Right, so Motherwell against Kilmarnock. Did you go for 9-9? It's gone again, right, we'll continue <laughs> without him. Right, Hearts versus Hibs on a Sunday. Yeah, well, if all my other predictions are right, then you get to the point that Hibs could actually relegate Hearts that day on Black Sabbath. So I'm going to say 1-0 Hearts. <laughs> I think Hibs will get a mess here. 1-0 Hearts? Yep. Oh, it's going to be a better. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I think it's going to be... Oh... I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for 3-0 Hibs. Oof. No reason other than it would just be brilliant to see one side get get their own back. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm a Hibs fan or a Hearts fan. I just think that after the 5-1... I, I know, I was just about to say that. You know what the ultimate scoreline of that game would be? 5-1 to Hibs. It, it would be. It would be. Bye-bye Hearts. <laughs> oh, it's not happening. I'm telling you, Hearts are going to win it. I, I honestly think Hearts are going to win that game 1-0. It'll be close, but I think Hearts will edge it. Well, I hopefully it's not a no, no. Hopefully we're not going to get that. Right, so is anything jumping out there other than Celtic for the the trip? Because um, Celtic, the odds are just so poor. That, that's why I said not them. Yeah, I just don't think it's worth it because they're two to eleven. That's even worse than Cooney South or eleven to twenty. Well, the 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 start about Motherwell beating what all the bottom six teams mm-hmm. is pretty good. And that was what John that mentioned that earlier. So I know seven to ten. I know he's went for nine each, but I think Motherwell's probably a, a good chance of getting the, the three points in that game. Oh, so what do you think? Do you think do you want to add that into the treble, or do you want to remove Hamilton, Queen of South, or Peterhead? I like Queen of South. Uh, hang on, we were Queen of South playing Morton. Mm-hmm. Right, Peterhead. We've they got they were kind of dodgy. I liked Peterhead against Queens Park. Hamilton were playing Cowden Beath. Cowden Beath lost the last two games. Hamilton's right. won the last two. It's the Morton game that's thrown me, I think, because they got the three goals against Hamilton there at the weekend. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Kenny Shields is in the process of turning them around. I don't think he's going to have enough time to rescue them for relegation. But I think that there's certainly there's signs of life in Morton. That would worry me. Ron Vine and O'Connor scored. Aye, uh, it's starting to get going. <laughs> So if I was going to replace anybody, it would be that one. Be Motherwell. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll go with that because Queen of South was eleven to twenty, and Motherwell seven to ten. So we're going to get a better return on that. Ah, cool. Right. Right. Forty-three pound and forty-four pence for that. Ah, That's what good. we'll do. We'll go with that. Right. So we've got Motherwell. We've got Hamilton. We've got Peterhead. That's it. Yep. And we've got Rory McAllister as first goal scorer. Aye. Right, so that's courtesy McBookie. As always, thanks to them for that. Aye, aye, they've been good to us. £300 last season given to charity, and hopefully we better that this season. Aye, well, if we carry on the way we've been the last couple of weeks, we've got a good chance of doing that. We're keeping it simple. I think that's the, that seems to be the key. Yep. Too many times we were going for the 80, 90 quid bet, and it was just getting blown out of the water every week. But yes. uh, keeping it down to the sort of 30, 40 pound kind of mark's been doing us a bit of good. Keeping it down to two or three clubs as well. 
because yeah. it doesn't matter if you've got a, a sure thing. They, they, they saying that you're up at a five-team accumulator. The, the odds oh. are, are stacked well against you, uh, ignoring the individual match odds. Ah, that, that should be good. Uh, I wanted to mention the it was Scottish Football Forum's fifth birthday on Saturday. Uh, it was five years since I set it up from my my hall. That's where my PC used to be. Uh, it's moved now. <laughs> it's now moved somewhere in Germany. Don't know exactly where. Where your hall? <laughs> I'm a hall. I used to have a computer under the stairs. I was like Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter in the Scottish football forums. That's it. Who was who was who was the guy that looked like Harry Potter growing up? It used to be in the SPL. It was like the SPL chairman or something. Roger Mitchell. That is name. Oh, I can't mind the guy's name, but I can picture his face. Aye. I'm very, I'm very, I'm almost positive it was Roger Mitchell. Yep, Roger Mitchell. Are <laughs> just you Google sure? him. Aye, Google him. It just, he's, he's just spitting image of Harry Potter. Aye, I've googled him. And he's black. Roger Mitchell. <laughs> aye. Hello. Oh, oh, Josh Black. Is it, is it, is it finished now? Nope. Aye, we're going. finished and we're, we're just uh, we're just Googling Roger Mitchell and then we're going to be finished, John. You're just Did in time to say goodbye. Did we mention uh, the semi-final prices? No, I didn't. If you want to mention that quickly. Could do quickly. In terms of an old Aberdeen and St. George's game, our tickets are £23 in the Govan and that's all across the board. The Copeland is £15 and then... Students' concessions under such scenes are only a fiver, so I'm paying a fiver for my ticket. I've gone for the cheap route, even though maybe the govern stands better. I just thought five pound and that's it, some money for the, the beers after. That's where I sit in the govern. Do you sit in the govern? What's the Copeland like? If you ever well, that's, that's the, the Rangers end, so behave when you're in there. Aye, obviously, uh, we'll behave. But I, I, I'm a halfway line, so it's a very different view from behind the goals. Behind the goals is fine as long as you're knowing the first couple of rows. Because if you're the first couple of rows, you pretty much have to look up at the pitch. Is the Copeland at the corner or is it behind the goal? It's behind the goal. Behind the goal. Which, which end? It's opposite where the away stand is. Aye, but is it, is it opposite as in diagonal or opposite as in same side kind of thing? Same. The Copeland's right behind the goals. Yeah, it's, it's basically it's a square. Right beside. <laughs> it's a square around the pitch. So it's the bit. You get the, a... the main stand's one side, you get the govern stand the other side. The Copeland right. roads at the end, it's got the underground and then aye. the Broomwind Road ends the good end alright <laughs> used to aye, be the good the, end the Union Bears is that what you mean that's where the Celtic fans used to the be the good end <laughs> aye Celtic I used to <sighs> right well this has got to the end of the podcast because we're running over time too much talking that's the problem <laughs> too much talking on a podcast <laughs> I've enjoyed it this evening I've been drinking a pint can of Stella. Normally it's a tenants, but it's a pint can of Stella today. Oh, John, you weren't listening, but we changed the Charlie Betty. You weren't listening. Listen. Peterhead, Hamilton, and Motherwell. Oh, Queen of South's gone. Queen of South's gone. Yep. Right, but that's us. But, but thanks for listening. Did. And thanks to two years for coming on. And hopefully, Greg's massage went well. Did Chris put? Did Chris give his banter that he had? Chris said he had some banter earlier. Ah, it was. Talk about uh, Mrs. Lagley. Oh, Mrs. Lagley, was that a banter, right? Aye. Just in case we're being like one about. Oh, come on, I'm not that interested. You don't have two people uh, worth talking about one day. 
Josh McGinnis hasn't applied yet, by the way. Hopefully, hopefully he does in time for next week. Right. And we'll, we'll, we'll tell you. Right. right, but thanks for listening and speak to you next week. Yep, cheers. cheers. See you later. Bye.